This is Inspiring Minds, a podcast focused on thought-provoking conversations between BSB students and our world-class faculty. Hi, and welcome to the Inspiring Minds podcast at the Villanova School of Business. My name is Jacob Bank, and I'm a finance and business analytics major, and I'll be interviewing Dr. Tina Yang about director and officer's liability insurance and independent director voting. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks, Jacob. So I thought we'd start right off and just start out with what is director's and officer's liability insurance, and why is it so controversial? So DNO insurance is an insurance policy purchased by a firm that reimburses a firm and its directors and officers for associated expenses when they're sued for wrongdoings. They're highly controversial because when you think about it, a firm is like a nexus of implicit, explicit contracts and arrangements. A firm can be governed by these uh, nexus of contracts, arrangements, including litigation if a company performed uh, in an unethical way, they can be sued. And then therefore, if uh, a company can buy insurance to protect itself from the litigation process, then it negate the discipline effect of uh, the litigation. And then therefore, it's uh, controversial. Uh, so what was the motivation behind looking at the research question of the impact of this DNO insurance on independent directors voting? When you think about a firm as a nexus of a contract, checks and balances, board is the apex of uh, these set of uh, checks and balances. Because when you think about it, a firm is run by the manager, but then who monitor the manager? So board is the only institution has uh, the power to hire, fire, and then set the compensation for the management team. So they're highly important. And then the end of course, when you think about applying to the directors who are supposed to be monitoring the managers, on the one hand, you know, DNO is very important, useful, is a must-have for firms because the people are risk-averse. And uh, the market for directors is highly competitive. So the firm has to offer DNO to recruit and retain highly qualified directors. And then there's also the arguments proposed by Uh, researchers saying that insurance companies actually, through a myriad of mechanisms, provide very important incentives for firms to ensure independent directors do a good job, monitor the management team. Like, for example, uh, insurance companies uh, can serve as uh, an extra monitor through the underwriting process by investigating firms' past behaviors and recommending governance changes, and then they can also serve as an independent third-party investigator when the firm is sued. And then uh, there's a variety of uh, other ways, like um, if you are a better-governed company, I'm going to reward you with favorable policy terms, uh, coverage, etc., etc., so that in this way, insurance companies also promote best governance practices. But then, you know, on the other hand, of course, you have uh, the argument that if uh, you provide insurance for independent directors, you know, they're going to relax, they're going to share their responsibilities, or maybe promote some self-dealing, some um, other opportunistic behaviors. So it's kind of like, you know, interesting research question. So why did you use Chinese firms as your sample to conduct the analysis? That's a great question. In major economies, for example, like the United States, companies are not required to disclose whether they have a DNO insurance or not. And if they do, the terms and the conditions. 
and also to the best of my knowledge, China is the only country mandated companies to disclose a voting record at individual director level. Okay. So Chinese firms actually is the only sample we can construct in which we can look at this uh, research question, the impact of DNO insurance on independent director voting. Do you think that these findings are applicable worldwide, or do you think they're just really applicable to Chinese firms? And that's another good question, because uh, we would like to think it's applicable to other countries, uh, other firms, but I guess you need a future researcher to really test that. But we would like to think, when you're thinking about uh, people's incentives, okay, we are very different, you know, for a variety of different reasons. But it, at the end of the day, for example, on average, we have a common trait. We are both uh, risk averse. Mm-hmm. We need uh, reassurances so that if uh, independent directors, for example, they monitor and they vote no on a proposal sponsored by the management team, they by dissenting publicly, not going to attract external negative uh, scrutiny and then therefore expose themselves to litigation risk and the potential loss of a personal wealth. You know, we would all uh, risk averse would like to have that kind of assurance of protection from the DNO insurance. So hopefully, you know, we think that is a common theme that uh, will be holding true in other firms from other countries where the future research is needed. And so if anybody is to read this and think of like one thing that they should take away from this, what would you say that is? I guess the main finding from our paper right now is we do find DNO provide the right incentive, if I may use the word right, for independent directors to monitor the management team more effectively. So we find a positive relationship between whether a firm carries a DNO insurance and the likelihood of independent director voting no. And we find that a relationship is stronger, more positive when the firm has a high level of information asymmetry. By that, I mean the firm's insiders know more about the company than outsiders. Or if the company has a higher level of litigation risk. So consistent with uh, our prior, that uh, when a company offers the insurance for its independent directors, then independent directors no longer fear of uh, the whistleblowing effect due to their voting no on management proposals. They no longer fear by voting no, they're going to attract a negative external scrutiny and then therefore exposing themselves to litigation risk because uh, now they are covered by the insurance. What were the main challenges that you faced in this research also, what's the next step? We feel very fortunate to have this uh, data to look at uh, this very important question for the first time. However, Chinese companies, you know, China, even though it is the second largest uh, economy in the world, it is still a developing country. So only less than 4% of Chinese-listed companies carry DNO. So we have a small sample, basically. On top of that, when you think about it, Independent directors rarely vote no on proposals. It's the same idea that you will not send a proposal to the Congress if you're not confident that you will push that proposal through. So the fact that independent directors in Chinese-listed companies rarely vote no is in line with the survey evidence we have from, for example, United States. Less than 1% of the time, independent directors will vote no. 
So therefore, we have really small sample. So right now, we're conducting a second analysis. We're trying to really look inside the boardroom. You know, inside the boardroom, usually it is a black box to outsiders. We are trying to collect the board minutes to look at the discussion going on inside the boardroom. Because when you think about the proposal disclosed to outsiders, you know, how independent directors vote on those proposals, less than 1% of the time you see a dissension. However, when you look at the proposals being discussed inside the boardroom, we see 40% of the time independent directors will say, hmm, maybe I don't like that so much. Maybe you should revise the proposal a little bit. So then therefore we can hopefully get a little bit deeper at the question, what kind of incentives, for example, DNO, to make sure independent directors really speak up, be more proactive monitoring the management team. So that's kind of uh, our next step. Thank you very much for coming out, and it was great to get to talk to you. Thanks, Jacob. It has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Minds. Stay tuned for our next installment featuring more VSB students discussing research topics with our world-class faculty. 